On today's Question of Faith, what was Bishop Molesic thinking? Hey there, everybody. This is Question of Faith. I am Mike Hayes. I'm the Director of Young Adult Ministry in the Diocese of Cleveland. And I'm Father Damian Ferentz, the Vicar for Evangelization. Sharon Minson, Director, the Office for Protection of Children and Youth. Hey, Sharon. Great to have you. First time for you here. Yes, I'm happy to be here. If we had a bell, we'd ring it. (laughs) (laughs) I love the bells. Now, Sharon does a lot of important work for the diocese, but a lot of it is uh, not up front, right? Yeah. But it's really important work, so yes. it's awesome to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. And so our question, what was Bishop Molesic thinking, is referring to some dispensation that he has given out this week for St. Patrick's Day, uh, coming up on the 17th, where he's saying that... Uh, those who uh, celebrate St. Patrick's Day can eat meat that day because corned beef and cabbage would be a traditional Irish meal, as I well know. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, opening day for the Cleveland Guardians is coming up, and it's actually on Good Friday. Right. I know because I had tickets and didn't realize it was a Good Friday and mm. had to sell them. Mm. And um, he did not issue a dispensation for to you know have a hot dog or your you know nachos with chicken or something like that at opening day, right? Or a taco or a brat, yeah. brat. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, exactly. So what was he thinking? Yeah, this is a really important question because he certainly was thinking about these things, and he mm-hmm. has issued two statements. I'm sure we'll put them up in the yeah. show notes, and he explains himself, but we thought we could take some time to talk about that here. And by the way, we get letters and calls about this very issue. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> and people are well, and asking, what was the bishop thinking? Why would he do this? And I'm even reading some of the things on Twitter. Who the is the bishop to say what I can eat on uh, Good Friday? So, well, he's the bishop, and if you're Catholic, then he's mm-hmm. the shepherd. So, yeah. uh, so what was he thinking? Where do we, Sharon, you want to start? You want me to start? What do you... I would like to start. Um, I can see, just as a Catholic in the pew, not only working here at the diocese, but as a Catholic faithful, it's there's a difference between regular Fridays in Lent and Good Friday. So that would be my starting point. Like, Good Friday is the ultimate sacrifice, Jesus dying on the cross. So we have to do extraordinary things on that day. Yeah. I agree. And I think regular Fridays, we are supposed to abstain from eating meat. And because the feast day of St. Patrick, and we because we do have many Irish Catholics in the diocese, the bishop offered a dispensation uh, so that people could celebrate. But he did, he did have a caveat in there that sometime later mm-hmm. that week or the next week, do a do, some uh, abstaining or do special penance, right? right? Yeah, he said, yeah, I, I give something to the poor. He mm-hmm. said, there's one option. He said, or abstain from meat, you know, mm-hmm. on another day. So on another, another day. Choose another day. So and in our, in our church calendar, there are many saint days, and so he is honoring one that's very important in our local diocese. As we're recording this today, it's Saints uh, Felicity and Perpetua. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a Wednesday and there's not an, uh, an, an ab- abstention today. But as Sharon said, Good Friday, we celebrate one time a year. Mm-hmm. And it's the holiest week of the year, which is why we call it Holy Week. Mm-hmm. And it's Good Friday, the day that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ died for us. And we're not only asked to abstain from meat that day, but to fast. fast right. So two small meals and one regularly sized meal. Right. And it's not that... There's a special feast on Good Friday. It's that there's a baseball game 
Right. Um, and there are, what, 160 of them throughout the year? 162. Like 162. Yes. And, yeah, it is the opening day for the Cleveland Indians. And, yes, yeah. we are in the Diocese of Cleveland, but the comparisons are different. It really is an yes. apple and oranges thing here. Yeah, and actually 81, because it would be half, would be the home games. Okay, so, yeah, right. So, yeah, 81 games on the road, 81 games mm-hmm. at home. So there are 81 other days you can have a right. hot dog. 80 other days you can have a hot dog. Yeah. And he's not saying you can't go to the baseball game. Right. Right. And to be honest, I don't even see Good Friday as a Friday in Lent. I see Good Friday as a part of the Triduum, which is so often explained to us as one long service, not individual services. So I understand why somebody might have the question, but really, I think if you frame it as it's meant to be in the Catholic Church in the context of Holy Week, the Triduum leading up to Easter, then it's not a comparison, as you just said. Right. It's not just a Friday in Lent. And the Triduum is not an obligation. You do not have to go to Holy Thursday Mass, Good Friday Liturgy, Mm -hmm. or the Easter Vigil. You certainly have to go to Mass if you're a Catholic for Easter. For Easter, yeah. But but those three, you are strongly encouraged to participate in those. And the bishop's not saying you can't go to the baseball game. He's just saying, I can't give you a dispensation to eat meat on Good Friday. Correct, right. You know, he's he doesn't, I don't think he feels he has the authority to even do that right. or wants to do it. Yeah. I mean, I had tickets for the game and I'm choosing not to go to the game, not because I don't want to have a hot dog, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's a four o'clock start. Oh. And so the Good Friday liturgy in the parish that I'm working at, St. Brendan's, they're they're actually doing something at 7 mm. uh, in I the see. evening that I need to attend. But they're also doing stuff at 12 and at 3 mm. that I'm also helping out at. And I, I, I honestly, one on me, right? Mm. Okay. I just looked and said, oh, it's opening day. I'll buy tickets. I bought tickets, yeah. was going to surprise my wife and said, hey, let's go to opening day. And said, oh, it's Good Friday. Yeah. And I know the Dolans are Catholic, and in the yeah. past they've had the home opener on Thursday. They've taken off Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But that you just mentioned the start time is 4 o'clock. At least it's not 3 o'clock, mm. yeah, right. the time where our Lord died, the holiest time. So a little kudos to the Dolans for that one. Yeah, yeah. It's the second year in a row that opening day has fallen on Good Friday, I believe, because mm-hmm. they had a labor dispute that pushed the um, the time back last year, and then it started a little later than it usually does, which mm. so did Easter, so <laughs> it's also Good Friday. And, go and ahead. also, again, I think, you know, the earlier Fridays in Lent leading up to Holy Week and Easter are more about our small sacrifices, mm. you know, that we're Good trying point. to get yeah. into um, being more Christ-like, so we have the time in Lent to do that and find that grace, but then... Again, by Holy Week, we should be orienting ourselves more toward Christ's sacrifice and what he did for us and then really immersing ourselves. As you said, not necessarily going to all the liturgies, although it's beautiful if you can, and I highly recommend that. But um, just, you know, it's a different orientation by mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. And then we're looking toward the resurrection. So. Yeah. Also, I guess I would just say for St. Patrick's Day, long, long tradition in the Diocese of Cleveland yeah. with the St. Patrick's Day Parade. St. Coleman's. Huge, and, yes, yeah. huge hoopla. Um, in fact, when COVID hit in 2020, that St. Patrick's Day Parade was like the first parade that had been canceled in 100-plus years yeah. of 
doing it. So, I mean, I think the bishop is is acknowledging our local history there, mm-hmm. too. And making statements like this as the bishop is important, and some people will not like it. And that's okay. But I think it also, like, the, the question of this podcast, what was the bishop thinking? He was certainly thinking something and reading through these statements and saying, oh, that kind of makes sense. I was trying to think of an analogy. Let's say, like, my parents are deceased. Mike, yours mm-hmm. are your parents alive? Both deceased. Both deceased. Okay. okay. So you probably remember the day your mom and dad died, right? Sure. So do I. And sometimes that day can be sad. Mm-hmm. And you could say, geez, I'm not going to, I'm just going to kind of take it chill this day. Well, crank that up a few notches and imagine that God becomes a human being, which he did. And then imagine being as innocent as he was, that he dies this brutal death, which he did. And then again, again, he rose from the dead. But we memorialize that day by doing something with our bodies and our lives that that lets other people know this is a very important day. Mm -hmm. And Catholics are constantly united with food. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, St. Patty's Day, we're going to have corned beef, or on St. Joseph's Day, you have the table. Uh, Our Lord makes himself food for us in the Mm -hmm. Eucharist. And so sometimes um, we refrain from eating foods or smaller amounts of food. So this is a very Catholic thing. And maybe in a culture that is uh, not Catholic, it may may be a head-scratcher, as I'm scratching my head now, um, <laughs> but it's also a, a teachable moment, as you yeah. would say, with, with the bishop putting out these statements, letting people know, this is why we're doing these things, because as Catholics, our practices may seem odd or strange, but there's always good reasons for them, mm-hmm. and I think part of what we're doing here is explaining some good reasons. Yeah, yeah. When speaking of my, of my deceased mother, my mother used to work in a carpet factory uh, when she was young uh, hmm. in Yonkers, New York, and uh, she, her, the owner of the carpet factory was Jewish, and uh, on Good Friday every year, he would insist that everybody be silent because most of his workers were Catholic, and he hmm. said, I want to give them space to pray between three and four. Hmm. And he hmm. said, I, and, you know, they, we have to have them work today, and he said... But we also need to respect their religion, nice. and so he would he would tell all his colleagues, you know, the Catholics are, are working here. Let's let's be kind to them today and let them let them think about their Lord and Savior. That's cool, which is very cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. my mother kind of kept that practice up most of her life. She she wouldn't she wouldn't talk between three mm. and four o'clock on Good Friday. Mm. My dad would not let us watch TV on Good Friday, uh, yeah. and when we were kids. That did not make my brother and I very happy. It made my brother very happy. But um, it stuck, and it was a, again. It was it was we were learning something from that. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of learning, you know, so Bishop Molesic issued what's known as a dispensation mm-hmm. from uh, from the law. Sharon, you're a lawyer. Is a, is a dispensation an actual legal term, or is that significant just for canon law and the church? So I have to say, I'm not a canon lawyer, right. um, but I. Father, does, it has a very specific definition, right? I, the dispensation. I mean, it's a very narrow. Yeah, you're dispensed from what is n- normally the case. Mm-hmm. I know that. And again, I, I, my caveat is I'm a philosopher, not a canon lawyer. So um, I always push these over to Father Richard Bona, my classmate. Here is canon law. Uh, a dispensation or the relaxation of a merely ecclesiastical law in a particular case can be granted by those who possess executive power within the limits of their competence, as well as the, as by those who have the power to dispense explicitly or implicitly either by the law itself or by legitimate delegation. That's what mm. I was saying. Yeah. Exactly. Just kidding. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a question, what is a dispensation? Do a whole, a whole uh, show yeah. on that too. But, I mean, we yeah. dispense yeah. from laws regularly. Um, 
in the church. You know, in canon law, it says a Catholic can't marry a non-Catholic. Mm-hmm. But we dispense from that all the time and allow people to marry non-Catholics. It's just, mm-hmm. just we just relax the law and say, no, you can go and do that now. Here are some other things you might have to do because of that. Right, yeah. and I've had this happens mostly with teenagers that will come up before mass and say, Father, I ate, you know, just uh, just a little while ago before mass. I forgot I was going to go to communion. Can I be dispensed? And I can. I have yes. the authority to offer that one mm-hmm. in that case. Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. Cool. Well, before I forget, yeah. we did a podcast last year on is baseball the most Catholic mm, of sports? Yeah. And I was thinking even this question about Good Friday and eating hot dogs at opening day uh, is more proof that baseball is the most Catholic of sports <laughs> because spring training begins when Lent begins, at least this year. That's true. And then Holy Week is opening um, is opening uh, weekend, Weekends. at least for the Guardians here. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there. In case people uh, were doubting the fact that baseball is the most, most Catholic of sports, and so if officials from Major League Baseball are listening, and we know you are, <laughs> maybe you should, uh, you know, do something about Good Friday. Maybe have late, even later start times, have evening start times on Good Friday, or maybe not play at all. How about that, take the day off. You know, I know I'm dipping into their their wallet by telling them to take the Friday off. But uh, I think last year, I can't remember if I went last year to opening day or the year before. I think it was the year before, but last year I think it was a later start time, if I remember mm. right. The start at 7 instead of for 6, maybe 6.05 start. I think. And also I just think that it's nice to have a podcast like this to talk about these things instead of it being a question where people get so upset about mm. the answer either way, you know, on either side of it, which is what our culture does these days you know everything is so annoying and you just get mad instead of just let's have a dialogue and talk about it and learn as you just said learn something new yeah not a big deal well (laughs) even cleveland.com yesterday had that headline the catholic church catholics can indulge again and that was just it's clickbait right yeah and so things this is how the the media tends to work. You anger and fear really get people worked up. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going to get people to listen. So I hope we haven't made you afraid or angry, but I hope you still listen to our right. show regularly. And we don't engage in clickbait at all, especially with today's podcast title. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mike asked, am I going to get in trouble for this? I said, no, 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 it's good. They have information after all. <laughs> Cunning as serpents, innocent as doves. That's what our Lord asked us to be. <laughs> exactly. And uh, and sometimes when we uh, have questions, we bring those to a church. And so today we're going to go out to, to Akron. And uh, Sharon, this is a church that's nearby you. This isn't your home parish, but uh, St. Paul is going to be one of our nine nights parishes. Nine nights a night prayer coming up beginning on March 17th and going all the way through March 25th. Uh, come on into one of the churches. We'll list those in the show notes. And uh Come and pray a night prayer with us uh, for about 15 minutes or so. Take some Instagram pictures of uh, some beautiful uh, churches that we have here in the Diocese of Cleveland. uh, And then go on your way. It's really that simple. Um, And so tonight we're going to go to... St. Paul. It's on Brown Street in Akron. Beautiful parish. Um, It's not my home parish, but I do have a connection there because... Our oldest daughter, who is now 21, just turned 21 on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. um, she has been cantering. We do have a children's choir at my parish at St. Matthew, and so since third grade, she's been cantering wow. masses. And she canters a lot at St. Paul, and um, it's just been beautiful. She's able to do the a cappella masses early in the morning, mm-hmm. or she sings with the choir, so the um, choir master there is very 
gracious with her, and we're very grateful for her to have that opportunity. So just a lovely, lovely parish. And I have to apologize to Father Matthew Pfeiffer, the pastor there, because in our advertising, we put the address of the rectory, which Mm -hmm. is different than the address of the church, um, Mm -hmm. on our promotions, but we switched it online. So I'm pretty sure the rectory is right around the corner from the church, so it shouldn't be hard to find. But I apologize for that. I actually wrote him a little note today um, saying mea culpa, because they do have the Latin mass down there. So I figured I wanted to speak some Latin in my letter. And uh, I've never actually been down to St. Paul's. We have 185 parishes in the diocese, and that's one I've never visited. So I'm Ah. looking forward to that. I have not visited either, so maybe I'll try to hit that one on Mm -hmm. uh, on my little jaunt around for nine nights this this, uh, time out. And our other podcast guest, um, Molly Kulig from the Tribunal, that's where, yeah, she goes to Mass there too, so. Nice. Mm -hmm. Our gospel for this week is from John's Gospel, chapter 4, and uh, verses 5 to 42. It's a rather long gospel, uh, and it is uh, the woman at the well this week. Uh, The thing that stuck out for me this week was... um, Jesus said to her, give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman came to him. How could you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Uh, My friend Valmar Jansen, who I'm not sure if you know her, uh, she's um, a musician that uh, does a lot of um, theater types of things, and one of her little vignettes is the woman at the well. Hmm. So I always Hmm. think of her when when I hear this story. And um, and she, you know, she she has a little bit of flavor with her <laughs> with her uh, her acting. She's like, "How could you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink?" You know. And so I always think of her when I when I hear this. Well, I think of music, and I sometimes when I'm reading these scriptures, secular songs pop into my head because oftentimes, like secular pop music, can reveal the desire of the human heart. Mm. So one of the things, one of the songs, I think, the woman at the well might have been humming or singing, Mm. would be the probably most famous Whitney Houston song. I want to dance with somebody. (laughs) I want to feel the heat with somebody. I want to dance with somebody. Who? With somebody who loves me. Who? So she was looking for perfect love. She was married five times. She's Mm. with the guy, the sixth, who's not her husband. But seven, we know, is a really important biblical number. It's a number of perfection, seven sacraments, seven corporal works of mercy, seven virtues with the theological and corporal, seven spiritual works of mercy. And who's Jesus? He's number seven. He's the one who's going to fulfill her, like the the one she really wants to dance with, Mm. right, who really loves her. And then we know that she's found her love because she leaves that bucket at the well. She doesn't need it anymore. Yeah, right. Because he's the living water. Mm. I don't get to preach this weekend, so I just got to preach now. Preach, so, preach it. All right, Sharon, what do you think? <laughs> I love the homily, but all, uh, the gospel, but also I personally know two women who this speaks to very much, and they're very good, reverent um, women in my life. So, so I always think of them when the gospel is read, and that really ties me into it. Mm. Very nice. Have either of you seen The Chosen? Yes. Have yes. you seen this yes. episode? Yes. Yeah. That was the last episode of... I didn't know if we of... were allowed to bring up a you know, TV show, but yeah, You can. <laughs> yeah. Come on. You can. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. They did a beautiful representation of it. Yeah. Um, I'm late to the game. I'm, I'm halfway through season two now, but man, is it good. And I'm mm. a little... I think I'm still a little... I don't think I've watched any episodes since we last talked about okay. this, so I'm, I think I'm going to start doing that again tonight. That's sort of my Lenten journey is to finish The Chosen. Mm. 
Yeah. So, anyway, uh, by the way, how's your Lenten journey going? Uh, it's going really well. Look at you. Yeah. No so, booze. No booze, no dark chocolate. No dark chocolate, yep. Yeah. Praying, I... exercising every day. <laughs> How about Gee, you, I don't Sharon? know if I can compete with that. Well, but, me either. Really. Uh, but mine also is going well, and Lent is my favorite liturgical season. I joke that the suffering suits my temperament. Maybe <laughs> it's not a joke. I don't know. But <laughs> and I love it. So, and I've been particularly uh, concentrating on almsgiving, not just money, but in many ways. So, mm. yes, I've been very intentional about that. I'm doing okay, but Satan is everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, so I wanted to fast from the elevator. What happens? They shut down the stairwell. <laughs> That's hilarious. It really is. And then there was like something in my building where it was kind of similar, and I was like, okay, 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 I can take the elevator. So I, I decided, then you told me to take the back stairs, and Emily Allen said, no, don't take the back stairs. They in. lock all the yeah. doors. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. So I did want to find that out the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, okay, I think I probably just need to think of something else. I, I have been very good with my diet coke fast a diet pepsi fast i should say Mm. um i have not had any of uh, any almost any caffeine i think i had one cup of coffee the other day Mm. with my deacon mentor but that's the only caffeine i've had uh Mm. throughout lent and i'm sleeping much better Mm. i'm also dreaming a lot more and sometimes those are you know nightmares but those are fine you know yeah So that's all good. That's how you work it all out, your dreams. Exactly. One of my favorite things of Lent is just this right here, the communal aspect of yeah. it. You get to talk to other people about it. I, I, that's that's a, a great gift of Catholicism is how much you, – you're never alone in what you do. Yeah. You know? Oh, you know, and Satan is everywhere. I meant to say I got an email this morning from – I don't even know. You know. It's something that I probably signed up for. Here are all the new flavors of Diet Pepsi. I, I can't make this up. You know, I was like, ah, delete. <laughs> anyway, so enjoy your corned beef and cabbage on uh, St. Patrick's Day. And uh, if you're going to the game, don't have a hot dog. Correct. We'll have this and a whole lot more next time on Clutch Graffiti. <laughs>